Hello there, and welcome to the Construction Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Yee, and here on the show, we explore the latest trends, technologies, people, and organizations that are revolutionizing or disrupting the construction industry and changing what the industry will look like tomorrow. Today on the show, I'm speaking with Brian Ringley from Boston Dynamics and David Berkswick from Trimble. Brian Ringley is a construction technologist at Boston Dynamics, where he promotes new value-add autonomous capabilities for construction project delivery and works to expand the construction application ecosystem with the Spot SDK. Prior to Boston Dynamics, he was a senior construction automation researcher at WeWork, where he managed the construction robotics research program and contributed to initiatives in design automation, unitized prefabrication, and construction site progress monitoring. He has also taught architecture courses for many years, most recently at Pratt Goud, where he led seminars in computational fabrication and industrial robotic automation for industrialized construction. David Bergzik is the construction robotics lead at Trimble, where he is responsible for the business area management and the strategic product development of the Trimble Construction Robotics Solutions. With over 20 years of AEC industry experience promoting technology and collaboration among design and construction teams, David is focused on the development and implementation of tailored construction robotic solutions to advance the field productivity of AEC contractors, architects, and engineers. This is a really fun episode with some really cool tech. So I, I know you'll enjoy it. So let's get to the interview just after this. So, so Brian, I would love if you could set up for our listeners who may not be familiar, could you explain exactly what Spot is? And then maybe David afterwards, you could tell us about the particular Trimble technology being utilized in this partnership. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Spot is our general agile mobile robot platform. And what that means is it's a robot that gives you the capability to carry or bring sensors um, into a lot of environments that had previously been difficult to bring automation into. And specifically, it's a quadruped robot, meaning it's a four-legged robot. And those legs are, are part of its differentiating advantage to be able to maneuver in difficult environments like construction sites. And also, I think more informally, people like to just call it a, a robot dog. Yeah, and on the the Trimble piece, the, the integration there with Spot is to really bring construction robotics to the construction site. Um, so Trimble's known for its positioning technology, and so we are uh, combining with Spot as as a payload um, three of our instruments that we use for positioning or documenting uh, site conditions. So we have our uh, X7 laser scanner to use as a re- reality capture device to capture kind of your as-is conditions on the project site. You know, whether that's at the start of construction or during construction or even uh, uh, post-construction as you go into facilities management. Uh, and then we're also studying workflows using our robotic total stations. Uh, so if we're doing set out and layout on a project site and then also positioning using our GNSS uh, smart antenna. And, and one of the neat things there is that we have a software that controls all three devices called uh, Trimble FieldLink. And that's uh, same software that then is used as a controller for those uh, uh, devices will also uh, be integrated to operate spot. So one of the unique features that we provided through this partnership is the ability to 
bring the robot out to the job site, but then you have uh, one software that's controlling multiple solutions, depending on what your workflows are on the job site. Mm. So what are some of the major use cases that we're seeing on construction sites to use these two technologies together? Uh, with the laser scanning side of things, um, one of the major um, ones that we're seeing is just uh, documentation of, of construction progress. Uh, so going out and just capturing the scans as construction is being put in place and then using it as a, as a comparison against uh, the, the construction model uh, that's being used as a coordination model. Yeah, and I think part of what Spot's really contributing to this that allows it to be a transformative technology for customers is it makes the act of scanning easier and less labor-intensive, which opens the door to being able to scan more frequently, which in turn opens the door to be able to use scanning, not just as a kind of survey or due diligence technology performed once and twice at a very high cost per project, but as something that you are continuously doing in order to track your project progress. So prior to this, we might have had... um someone manually walking around, maybe going into areas that could be dangerous and manually surveying. But then maybe a week later, it could be someone else doing it and they have, they see things differently or do things in a different way. And then they're going back and manually reporting some way where with spot consistently going around, uh, very standardized and in a lot of ways automated and sending data back up to the cloud sort of thing, right? That's correct. Yeah, it's it's that kind of automated workflow um, from a scanning standpoint. Um, you know, like Brian was mentioning, the amount of information you get through just that uh, data capture is is incredible. But the process to do it is very time consuming uh, and also very tedious for a human to perform. And and that's where you know the use of robotics on a site really comes into play because then you let the robot take over that task from the human. So then you start to take advantage of the value that you get um, from having that documentation and all that measurement data. Um, but then you let the people who are on site be able to focus their energies on the, the more valuable tasks you know, for their time and then let the robots take over those kind of dull and, and redundant tasks. Uh, but then the greater value is that then you have all this immense data that could be used to track uh, progress of construction. So construction is like it's one of the most versatile like industries on the planet. So how does Spot and the Trimble payload kind of work together and say urban construction versus in the middle of nowhere subject to the like elements? Yeah, that's a that's a great question actually. I, <laughs> anyone who's been on a job site knows how chaotic it is, mm -hmm. and you know Spot is utilized across multiple industries, but. The construction environment is really the test by which we're able to evaluate the effectiveness of our autonomy, which is to say if the robot can perform here, it can pretty much perform in any environment. And then we get the further value add, kind of what, what specific sensors, hardware, processes, data workflows are construction customers uh, hoping to bring in. Trimble was the natural partnership for that. And beyond the X7 laser scanning, which I think is, is primarily deployed for kind of commercial interior environments, but we're also seeing a lot of use cases in, in outdoor and civil environments. We're also integrating GNSS technologies, and I'll let David speak a little bit more about that. Yeah, the, the GNSS technologies are really good for those um, kind of remote environments uh, where you're not in that kind of urban core 
where you're using, you know, positioning through satellites to be able to document, you know, topographic conditions and uh, different kinds of site conditions that way. Um, a lot of contractors that we've been working with are using it as a way of also just um, navigating with spot on a, on a remote work site so that they can then, um, you know, use either the laser scanner or 360 cameras combined with that GNSS antenna to document the conditions on those projects that are in remote locations. So um, they have the capability um, to actually access spot remotely and, and operate it in that kind of autonomous fashion. And then the GNSS technology is helping it to uh, navigate itself through those remote sites. Um, and so, yeah, it's being used to document things, um, collect those topographic conditions um, and things of that nature. So that's one thing I was going to, I wanted to ask is, is there an operator like running spot, like as a remote control at all times? Or like you said, is it, is it fully autonomous kind of, from 200 miles away kind of overseeing it. So in the, in the kind of base product, we've, we've really offered a, a full spectrum of different ways to operate the robot. You know, there's the desire for autonomy. There's the need to be able to remotely supervise that autonomy. And then there's also remote operation, which could be autonomous or could be teleoperational, in which case a human is, is directly in control because whatever's being inspected requires that level of intelligence. So when you're recording a mission by default, you are there within line of sight of the robot mm. to, to basically tell the robot where you want it to go and what you want it to do, such as trigger a laser scan or take a photo. Once that's saved, the robot can go out and do that autonomously. Now you could choose to maintain a connection to that robot, either by following it with a tablet or remotely by using uh, corporate Wi-Fi, LTE or 5G, or even radio systems. Um, or we even have features where if you're in an environment where it is safe for you to do so, you can turn off the need to be connected to the robot, in which case it is truly autonomous. Um, and one of the things we've been working on with Trimble as well is this GNSS integration, um, which is an autonomous feature that basically says, I want you to go to a sequence of lat-long coordinates, hmm. and then the robot's off to the races. So for someone like me who might, say, be operating Spot for the first time, I don't need any programming knowledge in order to get to work on my job site. It's just a matter of putting in maybe the latitude or longitude or teaching it the task that we want to perform or the area to perform it in. Yeah, and that's part of the 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 whole integration with the Trimble solutions because the way that we've built the FieldLink software is to make it very user friendly and open it up to a wide range of audiences working with the technology. So a lot of those kind of you know uh, tasks that or, or procedures that you would think would be very you know technical, we automate that in the background mm -hmm. for the software to take care of. So then you have confidence that you know you're still getting the the level of accuracy and the level of precision that you're expecting. But you're letting the software take care of that for you. So, you know, we can open it up to a larger use of, of people on a project site. That's amazing. So I, I know we've touched on some of the different use cases. I'm just wondering, uh, from the customers that you work with so far, what kind of applications are having the most impact for them? So we have a uh, an early experience program that's underway uh, right now at Trimble, and and what that program is focused around is really engaging these kind of forward thinking customers that want to take the technology and start to to work with it. 
Um, and so a lot of them are, are using it from a standpoint of being able to evaluate um, just the progress of construction, documenting that. Um, so that's where a lot of the laser scanning uh, use cases are coming into play. Um, on the civil construction side of things, it's, it's more of those topographic surveys and have um, spot out there collecting measurement data, you know, across a, a large site and be able to turn that into a topographic survey. Uh, and then we have other kind of operations where it's it's part of the you know kind of highway construction checks where um, you know we have some precast um, panels or spandrels being put into place, and instead of putting a human at risk to inspect those as they get installed, you know these are these are spans that could be you know 100 feet up in the air. Instead of having a human walk that to check it and make sure that things got placed uh, correctly, we can send spot across those those those. Uh, uh, walks and things like that and have spot be in the position that's up high and, you know, enable the, the safety of the individual without having to go through that. Um, so a lot of different use cases, you know, the, the most common one is probably focused on scanning just to document kind of conditions and, and be able to compare that back to uh, what's been coordinated and then tie that into your construction schedule uh, and then doing those topographic surveys around the GNSS technology. Yeah, I think that related to that, we talk a lot with our customers about ROI with this technology, and it's easy to quantify the reduction of the labor required. Basically, there's an obvious value here because you can get more data, which is inherently valuable, with less resources. But then there are these other opportunities that are much more valuable. You know, we know that uh, instinctively, but uh, they're a lot harder to quantify. So safety, right? seems pretty priceless anytime you can remove someone from a potentially harmful or hazardous situation, um, as well as progress monitoring. If you have the ability to close the loop and get uh, near real-time information about what's happening on site, if you catch a big mistake that early, that can save you a huge amount of money. But uh, the joke I think people make is it's like selling insurance. You're not sure exactly if you're going to need it or not, um, but it ends up kind of being an inevitable inevitability on the site. And, and I do think there are some really big savings there. That makes a lot of sense. It kind of reminds me of why I bought my dash cam, like for insurance. Yeah, exactly. But um, I know one thing we've touched on, it, you've touched on it a few times was the data collected. I, mean, I remember we, we mentioned that we can use it for like topographical maps and things like that. I'm wondering because it's collecting all this visual data that you wouldn't be able to collect otherwise and analyze. What are some companies doing with all that extra data in terms of like their, the analysis or kind of looking towards the future? You know, it starts to become uh, a deliverable as part of the project. Um, you know, it, it starts to transition into, you know, the life of the building. So that becomes that, you know, you, you hear the term digital twin. That's really what you start to see is it's, it's the true as built condition of what's being put in place from a construction standpoint. Um, so that information can start to live with the building. So that then, you know, even as construction's passed and you're more into the, just the, the general day to day operations of the facility, you have that information showing you where things were built and, and um, you know, if you make repairs to the building or if you're going to do any kind of uh, upgrades or master planning, um, you know, to a larger campus, uh, for instance, you have this kind of digital information that's very accurate from a measurement standpoint that can be used from a planning standpoint uh, as well. And just tracking kind of the overall uh, life of the building. Yeah, and I think that 
you know, we're well aware too of the potential risks of having more data, right? That doesn't sure. just do you good to have more data. So Trimble has some really great tools around being able to take those clouds and register those in the field. So when they get to the stakeholders, they're actually ready to be used. There's not a lot of additional processing time there. We also recognize that these files can be large. So on one side of things, we give you the ability to customize the parameters for each scan in the mission so that you're being efficient with what you're collecting in the first place relative to your use case. But then Trimble's also utilizing our enterprise robot, which comes with a dock. And that dock is really useful for a number of things, the most obvious being that that's what the robot uses to self-charge. Uh, but that's also a place where, while the robot is charging, it has a gigabit Ethernet connection and can be uploading those larger files to a remote network location so that they can be processed. So we do understand and we have a vision that this is kind of an end-to-end data workflow, and we are opening up new capabilities in terms of realizing the amount of data we've always wanted to have from job sites. But we're also trying to be really intelligent about allowing customers to manage that efficiently and in, in an automated way. Yeah, and that's that's one of the values with the the FieldLink application as well. That's that's controlling not only spot but the Trimble payloads as well. Is that especially like with that scanning workflow? Uh, and Brian alluded to this: is that as as the mission is taking place and you're documenting the site, those scans are being registered in real time on board spot. So that by the time that mission is complete and spot comes back to like that docking station, you have a registered set of data. So it takes you know, time out of the equation because you don't have to have a person coming back and going through taking the time to process all that data that got collected. So now you have a, a packet of information that's already registered and they can go to that kind of cloud uh, hosting location to where then you can create, you know, an overall assembly of the, the entire building and then start to run analysis on that uh, automatically. And that's really, yeah, that, that's why this is a construction solution because it's not just about automating the capture. That's the, that's the obvious part of what we're doing here, but we're really looking at this as how do we automate and augment this end-to-end workflow. Uh, it seems like, like for a construction company, there's so many upsides to why they want to invest in this technology and start utilizing it. When I'm not sure what your sales process is like, but when you are approaching customers or when they're speaking to you, is there any hesitancy about adopting this new technology because it's such a cutting-edge product? Yeah, there's lots of energy and just enthusiasm uh, in general across all the different uh, trades involved in construction, um, as well as just, you know, the general contractors and into facilities owners. Um, What I've found really exciting about the whole process is just the number of contractors that have their own internal innovation teams um, that are actively researching how they can, you know, take this technology and add it into their their day-to-day workflow. You know, they definitely see that, you know, this is where the future is going in terms of just augmenting today's workforce. And, and, and they're actively starting to just dive into how does it become part of their workflow. Yeah, and I think the construction industry sometimes gets a bad rap uh, for kind of lagging productivity metrics over the years, but it's a very high tech industry, uh, and a very mature technology ecosystem. It's actually what's made it so easy to introduce spot into the construction market, especially because a partner like Trimble already existed and really knew how to combine this technology with what they were already working on in a, in a transformative way. And beyond, I think GC is being self-motivated and these innovation groups, you know, proactively 
seeking um, to push tech and, and solve business problems in their companies, we're seeing some owner mandates. The, the first tricklings of large owners saying, I expect this site to be scanned regularly. I expect you to have a robust data capture workflow um, as a routine part of building delivery here. So I think those innovative customers are one step ahead of the curve because this will become commonplace um, and they'll have they'll have a leg up on the competition by by engaging with us early on. Yeah, that's something uh, Dave and I were kind of talking about before the show is that I mean the, the pace of innovation in a lot of these areas is just exponentially like growing that if you don't jump in, it's going to be very easy to be kind of pushed out on certain projects or won't even be able to be considered possibly if you can't do those like proactive site scans. Yeah, yeah and we... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, David. Okay. No, it's just, that's, that's exactly, you know, kind of what Brian was talking about earlier was just, you know, when I first came to Trimble, you know, at that time, it was the introduction of robotic total stations onto job sites and showing the value of taking the 3D model that was being planned in an office and, and accurately bringing that out to the job site. And that's where the robotic total stations were coming into play. And so you had forward thinking customers that were embracing that technology, making that connection between field and office. And now that's technology that's just is a given on on projects, and and you see that in the the tenders that go out for a project where it says you must have you know these types of technology uh, in order to bid for the project, and so that's you know that's the trend that you're seeing as well with this. You know, it's the forward thinking customers and the forward thinking contractors are diving into it, seeing how it becomes part of their workflow. You have the owners mandating it as well, um, so it's that same kind of trend where. Um, you're, it's kind of an education level right now. And then that becomes, you know, the next norm that you know, just becomes a standard for every project. Yeah. And, you know, David and I both have extensive industry experience before moving kind of onto the technology side of things. But that said, we, we stay humble. We know that we know that our customers have a vast amount of expertise and that they know their business challenges best. So a key part of our early early experience program is the amount of support and collaboration we throw at customers to allow them to define the product um, and help move this forward in a way that's meaningful for them. Um, so we we're bullish and we know that this is, is valuable um, and will scale, but we also know that we can't do it alone without working and partnering with our customers. Yeah. It's like everyone has a, take the journey together to get to the end state that we all want to get to. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if I'm on the job site and someone puts spot down in front of me with the, uh, the, the trimble payload, what's, how do I get it working? What, what's next for me to go from maybe um, someone who's inexperienced with, with the product to becoming like uh, comfortable using it day to day. So this is where, you know, like the integration with field link comes into play. Um, so FieldLink will be controlling not only the Trimble payload, but also just the operation of Spot. So when you come onto the job site, so if we take the workflow using like the, the laser scanner, uh, you would come onto the job site and you're going to train Spot on the mission that you want, uh, you want it to walk and collect uh, data on. So that's your first step where you're going to go out, define what your mission is going to be. So it's just walking the site and then determining, you know, what's the value uh, for you to collect uh, from a standpoint of a scan. And then once you have that mission defined, you run that mission. And as, as spot is, is uh, doing that mission, going from way station to way station, 
those scans are being uh, collected. And as the scans are uh, taking place, then they're registering on board. And then as the time uh, when that mission completes, you then have that you know fully registered point cloud of of the area that you had defined as your mission. Um, so that's you know that's the process. And then going through FieldLink, as I was mentioning earlier, you know the the benefit of FieldLink is that it's it's open to be very user friendly. So that then um, you have you know a larger audience being able to then interact with that from a from a standpoint of actually being able to use the technology. Yeah. I- one of the stories I like to tell too is when we were first setting up the beta software in order to do customer demos, you know, we have a team of, of test ops people who really specialize in that. And I was working the schedule time with them and say, Oh, I'll train you in this and we'll go over it. And then I realized that they had already, they had already just picked it up and done it <laughs> themselves and then sent me the data. And I'm like, yep, scan looks great. Um, and I think that's really key to this because we're really trying to part of the value proposition here is to make this easy enough um, that it seamlessly fits into all of your field professionals' workflows. You don't need to hire a roboticist. And in some cases, you don't even need to have somebody who specializes in VDC or or surveying. And by doing that, it just makes teams more nimble to be able to set up these missions and get that work going. And then they can really use their uh, highest value resource, which is their team, and allocate that more efficiently. Yeah, when we go when we go onto a job site, you know, training for any of the the Trimble solutions, you know, it's it's usually a two day event where you know just the first day is focused around this, just explain what the technology is and how it works and operates, uh, and then the second day is just being on a job site, getting flight time, you know, in the environment that you're working in that you're going to be using the technology for, just getting you out there while you have someone that can kind of shadow you and just make sure that, yes, you're doing things the way you should be. Um, that just gives everybody the confidence. But, you know, you're not spending these, you know, extravagant amounts of time having to to learn the technology. You really just dive right into it uh, and just build your own confidence through, you know, repeated use. When anytime you kind of introduce something, um, like a product or interact with customers, you know, th- things will always kind of surprise you. Has, has there been any interesting use cases or even just data or stories that you've heard from the field that kind of, su- su- I guess, essentially surprised you into how, how they're using uh, Spot and Trimble? So many, so many surprises, some good, some bad. Um, <laughs> every, every day on site is a surprise, as anybody who's been on a construction site knows, and that's why we have to stay humble. So, you know, we, the first time that we ever saw a robot walk on, uh, a pre-poured floor, right? Which is just like decking and rebar was just a customer sending us a video that said, Hey, check this out. This worked for us. And now we can scan prior to pouring the slab. And I was like, Oh, I had specifically been telling customers the robot can't do that. <laughs> um, which is great. It's great to see that all of the work that has gone into the dynamics and the stepping and the balance, everything that, that really differentiates spot in these environments is producing these kind of unexpected, uh, beneficial behaviors. And in this case, one that's directly linked to a type of documentation that had previously been difficult to set up for. And, you know, it's slightly hazardous as well to step through those areas. We also have surprises that are kind of operational surprises, right? Some customers run lean sites. They have pathways that are, you know, dedicated to being kept clear 
for moving people through and materials through, and that ends up being really useful for robots as well. And then we have some sites that are so chaotic that there might be an entire half of the floor that is just completely inaccessible, not just to the robot, but to people as well. Maybe they're staging the curtain wall of a tower, for example. So it's hard to understand, you know, that's one of the challenges is like, how is the site going to be run and, and how dynamic it is? But that just gives us good understandings that it's not so simple as saying, record this exact mission and execute this exact mission. You have to build a lot of flexibility into that. Some of that flexibility is is standard stuff like obstacle avoidance and the ability to step around unanticipated things. Um, but some of it, you know, goes into software development too, which is creating, you know, flexible options for editing missions, um, sending useful messages to the operator um, that might, you know, allow them to make decisions on behalf of the robot and really understanding what's acceptable and safe in operation and, and bringing that level of sophistication to it. You know, there's a reason that there aren't autonomous robots, you know, already moving around job sites. It's a really big problem. Um, and then beyond that, you know, flooding, that's a big one, whether you're wet sawing or it's open to the elements, you can get quite a bit of water. Spot can actually move through water up to its knee joints. It can wade before you hit anything mm. that's an electronic, but puddles of water, if they're too still turn into mirrors um, and obviously introduce more friction. So, and then it can freeze when it gets cold and then you have a robot on ice and we, you know, our behavior specialists really keep chipping away at these really hard robotics problems. But the point is, is that these aren't, these aren't just edge cases. These are realities of the unpredictable job site. And we take those challenges head on. Yeah. What I always like to see is, is the customer's reaction when they're surprised that, you know, spot performs so well in, in different environments, you know, they might be afraid to, uh, you know, like one customer was, was walking it down a railway um, and, and doing the kind of path inspection to make sure that, you know, there's materials out of the way and things of that nature. And just to see their, excitement uh, at and their confidence grow just seeing you know spot walking down a condition like that and not having a problem with that or going through a field in, in different applications and being able to to navigate through those conditions you know this the surprise that those customers see it's it's always exciting because then they realize that wow this is a, a really robust platform that that can handle those kind of different conditions yeah day day one is always fun with their customers too because they'll they tend to baby the robot yeah <laughs> they, they don't they don't understand its capabilities and they've never seen anything like it right and then i'll take the controller out of their hands and you know ram spot up over like a pile of loose materials and and then they're like oh wow you know this thing is is really capable and then by the end of the day you know the robot's caked in mud and you know you've had you've had a successful work day and now this this is no longer a robot this is a useful tool um and that's that's an exciting thing to see yeah i can see from a user standpoint how cool it would be to you know get your hands on this and to uh, become a proficient user with it but also from from both of your perspectives working so long as something and seeing it out in the wild and people enjoying it, it must be incredible yeah it's a it's a yeah, it's a fun I, time to be in construction yeah, absolutely. And I was just going to say, I started as a customer um, in late 2018. Um, and it's funny now, thinking back then, you know, I was so excited about this. This was the first thing I had seen. You know, there were limitations to drones indoors. Um, 
I, I just really wasn't having success with, with wheeled or, or tracked vehicles mm-hmm. in terms of getting everywhere I needed to get a camera on site for photo documentation, which is what we were working on at the time. Um, and then this legged thing comes in and can really get there. Um, it fell down a lot more back then, by the way. And it's funny as we've transitioned from can the robot get through the environment? Can the robot get through the environment autonomously? And, you know, now we're to the point where we've got sophisticated sensors and workflows on that, like with Trimble. And then we're also doing things with our APIs under the hood, you know, allowing again, the robot to just make smarter decisions about how it moves through a site. Um, so not only can I do this autonomously, but can I do it and make smart decisions along the way? And all of that has really happened in, you know, goodness, less, less than three years. And we've really only been seriously on, on job sites with customers since the beginning of our, our original early adopter program in, in early 2020, which was, you know, sidetracked pretty massively by COVID. So the, the progress is spectacular. And I think, you know, David and I are so excited about, like, can you even imagine what we're going to have five years from now? Um, it's really mind blowing. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Definitely two people that I will be paying uh, close attention to your LinkedIn pages to see what the latest developments yeah. are. Sure, yeah, sure. absolutely. <laughs> so I have one last question before I let you guys go. So now that we have our listeners all hyped up and super interested in getting their hands on spot with Trimble's data collection systems. How do they get their hands on it? Where do they go to order it? So you can um, find out more information if you go to um, the Trimble webpage. Uh, it's called fieldtech.trimble.com. Um, you'll see not only the the spot integration, but also all the the Trimble solutions as well. Um, that's a great place to start. Um, where you know you, we can get you in touch with you know someone that's in your area if you want to um, you know talk further and, and get engaged around like the early experience program or or even just you know engage myself or uh, the people running our early experience program and we can provide you know more information that way. But it's a great starting point. See all the solutions and then also talk about the the integration itself. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about what Trimble's doing too is is they're providing everything with their commercial solution. So this is this is the place to go in construction where you can get the robot, the value add sensors, the software, the mounting. You don't have to figure any of that out yourself. If you just want a valuable autonomous scanning tool, they will give that to you. So you don't have to worry about all the little bits and pieces that that go into that. Um, and that's that's really new for us. I think before there was, <clears throat> excuse me, a fair amount of kind of customization and attachment of things. And that's really part of, part of our alliance and the exclusivity that Trimble has in the construction market for technologies like scanning and GNSS is the fact that they become that one-stop shop. And that was in direct response to our customers saying, make this easier for us. Yeah. It sounds like they can, they can take care of everything and will handhold the customers and, answer all their questions and provide every any kind of support that they need. So that's fantastic. David's got you covered. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, we'll make sure to link to your website in the show notes. But David, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, great to be Thanks here. Thanks for having us. <laughs>